Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist, and I'd like to welcome you to the special five-part series, Adventures in Compliance. One of my favorite authors is A. Conan Doyle, and I love the Sherlock Holmes stories. I see lots of lessons for the compliance practitioners in these stories. So I'm going to explore these over the next five days. I'm going to take a look at five stories and use those as introductions into a compliance or compliance-related topic. I know you will enjoy this podcast series. First, a word from our sponsor, the Compliance Masterclass. I'm pleased to announce a two-day Compliance Masterclass, which is unlike any other compliance class currently being offered. This session will be held in New York City on November 12 and 13. It will be hosted by Jonathan Marks and Baker and Tilly. The Compliance Masterclass is not a theoretical or analytical presentation of the FCPA. The focus of the Compliance Masterclass is on the operationalization of compliance. For it is only in the doing of compliance that companies have a real chance for avoiding FCPA liability. The Compliance Masterclass provides a unique opportunity for any level of compliance practitioners from the seasoned CCO to the compliance practitioner new to the profession. If you are looking for a training class to turbocharge your knowledge on the nuts and bolts of a best practices compliance program, this is the class for you to attend. For more information, check out my website, www.fcpacompliancereport.com, or email me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. Adventures in Compliance is a special presentation of the Compliance Podcast Network. What about admiration in Sherlock Holmes stories? Aside from being the world's best sidekick, Dr. Watson is definitely the president of the Sherlock Holmes fan club. Watson admires Holmes so much that he basically devotes his entire life to Holmes. In fact, Watson doesn't exist outside of Holmes. But not all types of admiration are taken to such extremes in these stories. Holmes is universally admired, and we see signs of hero worship in Stanley Hopkins, Inspector Martin of The Dancing Men Case, and even Inspector Lestrade on occasion. Holmes himself rarely admires anyone except for a small number of clever nemeses. People often seem to bore Sherlock Holmes. While neither Watson nor Holmes can see past Holmes' awesomeness at times, Watson's admiration isn't totally blind. He definitely expresses annoyance with Holmes on occasion. Admiration can be a positive emotion, but it's often a source of blindness in these stories. I believe that Watson's lack of blindness at times can be used to consider how a chief compliance officer should mentor in an organization. The Adventure of the Six Napoleons In this case, Inspector Lestrade says to Holmes, Well, I've seen you handle a good many cases, Mr. Holmes, but I don't know that I've ever knew you a more workmanlike one than that. We're not jealous of you at Scotland Yard, no, sir. We are very proud of you. And if you come down tomorrow, there's not a man who would be glad not be glad to shake your hand. This comment provides insights into how Holmes is viewed by other law enforcement officials. He is a sort of living legend, and other officers respect his skills. The matter in this case is theft of jewelry, as Inspector Lestrade of Scotland Yard brings Holmes a seemingly trivial problem about a man who shatters plastic busts of Napoleon. One was shattered in Morse Hudson's shop, and two others sold by Hudson to a Dr. Barnicott were smashed after the doctor's house and branch office were burgled. Nothing else was taken in any of the break-ins. It turns out that the thief had stolen several pieces of jewelry, then hid them in the Napoleonic busts. The thief, 
having been released from prison on an unrelated offense, was tracking down the busts in which he had placed the jewels for hiding, breaking them open and reclaiming the purloined property. What are some of the ways that you might mentor a younger or less senior compliance professional? I think there are several ways suggested by Conan Doyle as epitomized by the statement of Lestrade and his relationship with Holmes and Watson. CCO and seasoned compliance professionals tend to be passionate about compliance, even if they have a legal background and came to compliance from a corporate legal department. You should work to transmit that passion to others you are mentoring. In today's hyper-transparent world of reputational risk, that passion can stand out as a differentiator. As with Holmes' investigation into the destruction of the Napoleonic bust, it is integration of the understanding of compliance into your company with all its various components. It is not simply the crossing of siloed boundaries, but understanding the differences in business units, corporate functions, and even geographic locations that can bring this broad sense of context. As compliance trends professionals transmit the ability to see not only the technical details, but also the big picture of compliance. Introduce your mentees to other in, others in your organization so that they can be exposed to different leadership styles and see how such leadership styles work in various areas with different constituencies. Encourage mentees to have a powerful sense of compliance community by encouraging cultivation in personal and professional networks. Any chance to participate in such an opportunity should be accepted. Beyond passion, help them develop purpose around careers and compliance. This can be aided through reflection, introspection, and ability to change as a leader. Moreover, rather than influencing others through individual speeches or stories, the everyday connections between a compliance professional's sense of purpose and that compliance vision can work to form an indelible impression about the importance of compliance to an organization. This is Lewis Sapperman's 360 Degrees of Compliance in Action. If you are mentoring a compliance professional, you should probably have a next-generation mindset. But it is equally important that you communicate to your mentee, as it is certainly important that each generation of compliance leaders be fit for the future and be committed to continuous improvement going forward. By using these steps as a successful leader, a CCO or compliance practitioner can bring greater corporate-wide presence to the compliance function. Moreover, by using them as guideposts for mentoring, you will be able to make compliance a part of the business process as it becomes second nature and a recognized part of any business transaction. As you communicate to those under you to better develop relationships and how to mobilize compliance for the greater good, it will have the direct benefit of allowing you to mentor to deliver more value for your organization. And frankly, it does not get much better than that. I hope you've enjoyed this exploration of mentoring and compliance around the adventures of the six Napoleons. And I hope you'll join me tomorrow for our final episode in this podcast series, where we take a look at the empty house and imagination and compliance. This is Tom Fox again. I'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of Adventures in Compliance. If you have any questions on the issues I've raised, I hope you'll email me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. I also have a favor to ask. If you've never reviewed one of our podcasts and you've listened to this on iTunes, I hope you will do so. It would help in our ratings and help get the word out about not only this podcast, but the Compliance Podcast Network. Thank you for listening to this episode of Adventures in Compliance. I hope you'll join us again for another episode. Adventures in Compliance has been a special presentation of the Compliance Podcast Network.
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.